selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hey, witches. Happy Samhain. Happy spooky season. And welcome to Seeking Witchcraft. Today, I have on repeat guests, Tiana and Azazel. You'll probably remember them from their own podcast. Tiana has the Christian and the Witch and the Astrology Witch podcast, and Justin has the Feast of Torches podcast. But they've both also been on Seeking Witchcraft a number of times to talk about random things like incense or astrology. So I'm really stoked to have them on. Thanks, guys, for coming back. Yeah. Yay. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, of course. So today is going to be more of like a bonus episode type thing. We're going to have a blip of an educational thing in the beginning, but we're really going to be talking about some of the real life paranormal experiences that we've encountered since it is spooky season after all. And I don't know, to keep it educational, because that's kind of what all the episodes are supposed to be about, we're also going to have a brief discussion on the topic of ritual possession, because As it turns out, Azazel wanted to kick us off with two stories he has about this. So why don't you introduce this concept to the listeners, Azazel? Hello, everyone. So when you think about ritual possession, well, possession in general, a lot of us tend to think about, you know, the scary movies where like The Exorcist or um, the uh, multiple Exorcist movies that exist. And a lot of people tend to equate that with witchcraft, but witchcraft does actually have a type of ritual possession that you can do and it kind of goes back even to antiquity with uh, if you think about the oracles at, at delphi and they would essentially invoke apollo into themselves and create and um divine all these sort of uh divinations and and prophetic visions that they would give to leaders of the land um and it's something that you can do like just yourself if you're trying to get a better connection with a deity it can definitely be helpful for you um, to essentially know them both inside and out, literally. And it, this, But this is something that needs to be worked on slowly. It's not something you, that you do all at once, especially when you're brand new to it, because mishaps can happen, just like the first story I'm going to tell you guys about. Um, so one of my coven brothers, he tends to get a little... He, he, the best way to put it was he doesn't really have a sense of control when it comes to ritual possession. <laughs> And so he tends to let it just take over 
him in all senses of the word. Like he essentially, he be, I mean, it's beautiful to watch, but he, there's no, like, you don't know what's going to happen. There's no element of a controlled situation. And there was this one time where we had planned to do this ritual to Pan and he invited over his, um, his boyfriend at the time. Well, he's still dating him now. And he, I think they had been dating maybe like a month or two. And he was like kind of into like witchy stuff, but like still didn't really experience the full aspect of what witchcraft can behold. And then you have me and him who have essentially a lot more experience than this new peon that we have with us. <laughs> and so we're doing this ritual and it's just me and him and um, his partner. And I have, you know, we have a candle set up. We have the whole altar set up to pan and we do the invocation and immediately, um, my coven brother just like takes him on and he like stands up and he starts like saying, I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but he was just like essentially prophesizing things, um, and just giving us messages. And then as again, this is pan. When you think about pan, pan is a very, how do I best put this? He's a very chaotic entity, um, while loving. And I love pan like dear to my heart, but you never know what's going to happen with Pan. <laughs> and he started getting a little bit, like I could tell that he at this point had lost control of the situation. And so I slowly, <laughs> and I realized that um, his partner had watched me do this. I slowly reach over to the altar and grab my athame. I'm just like, you know, just in case he's anything happens. <laughs> I don't need to <laughs> jump over the altar and just like try anything. Cause like, oh I'm going to be God. ready. <laughs> and oh then I just God. see his partner just like, look at me like, um, what the hell is going on right now? Like, what is happening? <laughs> and so, they, like, things clicked in my head at that point in time where, like, I saw him freak out that he obviously freaked out at me grabbing my athame. Jesus. <laughs> um, so I immediately <laughs> went over there and I tried to, like, ground him and, and bring him back down to, um, to, to, to the universe and get the, essentially remove the god from the situation. <laughs> Just um, eat so, out the god real quick. Basically. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sure the story is, is, I'm sure people listening to us who've never heard of virtual possession are probably going, what the fuck? Like right now, because <laughs> this is yeah. definitely not a new or like a beginner type. No, topic no. By any this way. is something that we've practiced like repeatedly, um, but it, it it's definitely not something you go into immediately. You kind of like start off with like evocation, bringing the energy into your space. And then slowly, if you gain more comfortable or comfortability with this deity, you can try to do an invocation and, and bring them into you and try to like kind of like mess yourselves with each other. I love um, that you're so ballsy though, because like, it's like you would think that you'd be like, you know, trying to invoke ritual possession for some like friendly chill God, not pan who's God of the wild and the fucking like untamed. Like that's like invoking, like whenever I see like newbie witches being like on Facebook groups or whatever where they're like yeah just over here you know trying to invoke fucking the chaotic loki or some shit and i'm like why would you do that it's like you want problems to happen <laughs> to be fair at the time i had been working with pan for probably like 10 years oh, so damn. like i was familiar with him my coming brother however not so familiar with him and he was <laughs> the one who ended up doing the um ritual possession and you know moving into that that was one of my first experiences where it was a little chaotic. There was another time where, again, it was a dark and spooky night a couple Ooh. years ago. 
I think it was actually, we did it on Halloween night. Uh, it was me again and my coven brother and another friend of his that was in my outer court at one point. We went out to the woods, as woodsy as you can get in Miami. It was a very secluded area. And we decided we were going to do like this ritual to Hecate. A ritual possession wasn't planned for the night. We were going to do essentially try to invoke her into this fire that we had built. And we had this whole ritual planned out. So we're doing the thing. And usually, and this not everybody does this, but it's with, with Hecate and invoking her, especially during like the time of Samhain, you kind of want to honor her by kind of like covering your head or wearing some type of veil. And so usually when I work with her, I have this like kind of like this Sith looking hoodie and I just cover my forehead um, or cover the, the top of my head with it. And I can't really see, you can't really see anything below my nose or you can only see everything like below my nose. You can't really see like my eyes or my nose or anything. And uh, so we're doing this and we're trying to do the invocation into the fire and we're trying to like scry through the fire and see if we get any messages or anything. Nothing is happening. So we're kind of just like sitting there like, well, this was a dud. <laughs> and so as uh, the two of them are talking, I'm kind of just like, staring into the fire at, at some point I like I like I blacked out and like the next thing I know like I'm looking at at the both of them and they are bawling crying like tears running down their face looking oh at each other like God. what the fuck just happened <laughs> and I'm like what is wrong with you guys and they were Jesus. just like you 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 your face changed and you're like you you did like your face did not look like you at all and like <laughs> Holy the, shit. The, I love um, it. The, uh, <laughs> like the hoodie part of the of what I, of the veil that I was wearing kind of like lifted up a bit and you could see my eyes, but they were like, that was not your face. That was not your eyes. Your eyes looked like they had like little embers in them and your face was like <laughs> pale white. It was very feminine looking. I don't know what the hell just happened. And you were saying some stuff and now we're both crying. Imagine you oh, as shit. a pale white person too. Like I can't, I can't. So they it. didn't. So at the time they didn't realize that each other had seen my face do that, I guess. I don't, this was the first time I had ever experienced this. And again, obviously I wasn't looking at my own face, so I don't, I can't really right. verify that that is what happened, but this is what they're telling me that they both saw. And so when one of them mentioned that he looked at the other one, he's like, Holy shit, you saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So they started freaking out again. And then again, they're still crying. And then <laughs> having meltdowns. Kind of, it, it shares with the group why he was crying and like the things that he said, like how that connected to him. And then same thing with the other one. I'm just standing there like, uh, All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. So do you remember like anything? Like, did you start feeling anything weird or were you no, just by the like, fire I, and then you literally, and then you were just, I literally else? blacked out. Like Straight I, I do not remember. Yeah. Basically like I, I do not remember anything I said, anything that was happening during that time. I just remember looking at the fire and the next thing I know I'm looking at the fire and I look up at them and they're, crying <laughs> oh shit <laughs> and that was probably the second most um intense story that i've had with hecate my first one was way back when when i was a little witchling and still not really knowing anything about anything and i had had i'm sure a, a bunch of people have experienced a uh, type of like sleep paralysis but i was having this dream essentially where uh I was sleeping, I mean, I was dreaming, and it was like super like bright outside. It was me, my stepdad, and my mom. We were kind of like in our car, stuck in traffic in Florida. And it was just like bright as the brightest day could ever be. But like I looked to my left, and we're all just like sitting in the car, like laughing. 
And I look to my left and there is like this kind of like torn down um, auto repair shop, but it was the only part of the street that was like in the shade and standing at like right at the sidewalk was like this nine foot tall black like hooded figure and it like looked like darkness was just like coming off of it. Ooh. And I was like looking at its face and I'm like, what, what the hell is this thing? But like, it didn't make me feel like scared or like uncomfortable. It was more of just like, like a curiosity. Like yeah. I was like fascinating. Like I couldn't not look at it. Fixated. Then, yeah, exactly. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have any sort of sense of like fear. So that was comforting. Um, mm-hmm. But then I woke up and the thing was like at the foot of my bed and I couldn't move. Oh shit. And so I'm just like laying in bed, like looking at, <laughs> at this giant like figure just like <laughs> standing there. And then it didn't make the motion of just like if, if it putting its hand towards, towards its mouth and just being like, shh or whatever. But I kind of got the feeling like, you know, like I'm not here for you. Um, just basically just like accept what's happening right now. And so like, it just, like it walked um, through my room and then it went through the door. And like, once it, like once I saw it like leave through the door, I just like let, I was trying to move so hard that I like, I leapt out of my bed and just went onto the floor. And I'm just like, what the hell just happened Whoa. right now? It's a little 14 year old me just like not being able to process what, <laughs> what is happening. Like this witchcraft <laughs> shit is real. I don't know what's going on. Damn. Um, but, but come to find out um, that that was actually the same night where my mom, who was pregnant with my little sister at the time, uh, she had had not a similar dream, but she had had a dream where a woman had visited her. And knowing Hecate and, and some of her epithets, she's also good with um, childbirth and watching like a, a, a midwife. Um, and so she had essentially given a message to my mom about my stepdad. And, and she was just like, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to protect her. Like, I don't know what he's doing, but I'm going to protect her no matter what. And so my mom, like that was the night that my mom like realized that she needed to leave my stepdad. Um, and then come to find out, 12, how long was that? 12, 13 years later, my sister is now a witch. Hey. And you guys um, weren't even raised together, so it's not no. like, you no. know, she, she was exposed She to stopped you. living with me when she was like three or four, so she was really too young to even understand anything. She was already claimed by Hecate. Exactly. Yep. And so that's why I think that that, <laughs> night, that that was my first encounter with Hecate, but that, that was more Hecate coming to claim her and not me. Um, oh. And it wasn't until like a couple years later where I went to like a big Hecate uh, festival that they had done where there was these priestesses of Hecate and they had described some similar, some of their first encounters with Hecate. And I was like, Oh shit. Cause I thought that that was a demon at the time. Cause like, I didn't know any better. And so like, I thought this was a weird demon just appeared in my room. 14 year old. Basically, <laughs> You was, was like, like oh, it's a demon. That wasn't a demon. <laughs> that was Hecate. That makes so much sense now. And then, like, after that, just everything started clicking. And then I found out that story about my mom having that same dream when I told her about it. Um, and so, yeah, that that began my interactions with Hakate and the clusterfuck of things that have happened since then. Hey. You know, it, it's interesting because I never really worked with Hakate before. And then through my friendship with Azazel and Tiana, I the three of us have actually started working with her. Um, and we have done some group projects for her, I guess you can say. And I forgot what it was, Azazel, but didn't somebody say that you were like, uh, not a torch, that's so stereotypical sounding, but like, do you get, uh, what is it called? Oh, when they called me Hecate's bitch. Yeah. That. Was one of her hounds. Oh, um, what? Yeah. So one of the, <laughs> one of the women recruiting. that was at, one of the, uh, the women okay. that was at the, um, 
the festival that I went to, I actually became good friends with her. And she essentially, she a self-identified priestess of Hecate. And she was saying that there are people whom Hecate essentially like quote unquote claims that mm-hmm. to essentially be like her quote unquote bitch in the sense of like her dog. Right. One of Hecate's his sacred symbols is the dog. And right. so her bitch or her hound essentially uh, tends to gather lots of people who either are just starting to work out with work with Hecate or they tend to like be centered around a lot of people who work with Hecate tend to gather around them, like mm. just out of the blue. Interesting. And so for me and my coven brother, she was saying that we essentially were that. And it's happened literally so many times that like, I can't really dispute it. <laughs> like I, I, I've <laughs> met so many people and like since I started working with Hecate that also work with Hecate, that it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, without getting into too much of the details, well, actually, so the three of us, um, Azazel, Tiana, and I, we have done something called the Hecateon together. And it's actually kind of funny because we did it with a group of people. And uh, aside from just the three of us, but the three of us, we have like jokes about our friendship. <laughs> like we've called ourselves the thruple. Um, there's a funny story of why we've done that. But like the three of us, like we have a really good bond with each other. Not to say that we don't have that with the other people that we did this with, but we're, we're like the thruple. Like people know us as that. So <laughs> it's really kind of ironic because the Katian is essentially this nine day ritual that you do with her. And at the end of the eighth day, I believe it is, she tells you whether or not she wants to work with you. And if she says yes, then you have the ninth day. If not, then you just end it right then and there. And I know Justin had done the Akatian before and he was told no. <laughs> he was really surprised why, but then there ended up being a good reason of why he was told no. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, so Tiana and I did it um, for the first time. And out of the whole group of people that we did it with, just the three of us were picked. And afterwards, Justin was like, oh yeah, I'm not surprised. It was just us three. <laughs> like, of course I didn't know he said that. that. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. It was the thruple. Of course, it was the thruple. But since (laughs) my first experience working with Akate, um, I have done other things with her since, and I've had really interesting things happen. um, Without getting too much into it, because there's so many other spooky stories I want to tell, I've had keys literally just thrown at me. Like out of nowhere, and I'm just like, oh, okay, that's fine. Um, Keys are a symbol (laughs) of her, if you don't know. So that has been interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't really want to go too into it because it's it's touchy talking about relationships with deities sometimes, especially in a public forum. Like sometimes you don't yeah. want to just share too much about it because it is a personal thing. But let's just say I've had a lot of interesting experiences since working with her, <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah. recently. It's been interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like we're, we all end up working with Hikate a lot together just because of that first initial experience with Akatian. And like, I know for me, I was having like really weirdly intense. Okay. First of all, I feel like you guys like talked me into doing the Akatian with you guys. Like I didn't even really want to do it at first. Like I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to work with Akate. Like I was like, we're the thruple. We have to do it together. It's the three of us. (laughs) We have to. Well, you went to the spiritual practice. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So I was like, uh, okay, I guess. I mean, all right, I guess I'm doing this. And um, there were so many steps to it to do it. If you, anyone listening wants to do it, I recommend like getting the book and like reading through it a little bit because there's so many things you have to like make and have on hand. Like there's so many steps to it. It's a spiritual Um, book boot camp for sure. It is not an easy thing. Yeah, like there's so many steps that we had to do that I remember uh, that I was like, 
But it definitely puts you in the mindset of like doing it. It's really cool, especially if you're interested in working with Hikate. But like I had some crazy experiences even from the first night of meditation, um, like where, you know, she's also associated with earthquakes. And I remember feeling like rumbling under my feet. And I knew, and I had done this late. There were no trucks coming by my apartment or anything. Like there was no way that there were any cars nearby, like nothing. And there wasn't an earthquake in the area. So I was like super weirded out by that. And I remember um, at the same time that I had done another meditation a different night. And I like, I had a weird dream about graves and like grave digging (laughs) and spirits and like ghosts. And I remember that um, literally after that, I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw like a girl standing in the corner of the fucking room of my room in the dark. And I'm like staring at this, like, is that really there? Like, is it not there? Cause you know, I mean, I know people think of ghosts, they think of like spectral, um, apparitions or whatever, but this looked really fucking solid. Like I thought there was someone legitimately in my room and I was freaking out. And on, so at night, uh, when, um, I'm, trying to go to sleep we play music on our like google home and so we always play like rain sounds or like meditation music but when i woke up it was like this weird song and it was like this girl singing saying i died here like i died here like over and over again and i was like the fuck and i couldn't i after that i was so paranoid honestly i'm glad that i only lived in that apartment one more year after that cuz i'm like dude there's some like burial ground shit happening here that i just don't know about like that was just weird i don't know Aren't that you whole... so happy that we talked you into doing this with us honestly yeah but at the time <laughs> i was like the fuck and then <laughs> and then <laughs> like it's so funny when you call like your friends cuz you're like concerned about what's going on and i'm like um i don't know if i should keep doing this cuz i'm kind of freaked out my friends like yeah, that sounds scary. Keep doing it. Let me know what happens. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it's like, I, I love hearing about paranormal shit and like possessions and seeing ghosts. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not super into working with the dead, although I know you guys are like very interested in that. Um, it's not that. I, yeah. You're the dark gothic one. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> It's it's not necessarily that I'm like scared of the dead or whatever. I just I feel like when I am like bothered by the dead, especially if it's like the dead that aren't like my ancestors, like I don't want to solve your unfinished business for you. I don't want to solve your problems. Stop sending me songs and weird shit and standing in the corner. Like I don't want you in my space. Solve your own fucking problems. Like I am not your problem solver. Like leave me alone. Like, and maybe that's because I feel it too strongly. Like, I, when I was a kid, I was, like, so psychically attuned. I would wake up. This is going to sound fucking insane. But I would wake up in the morning and hear, like, whispering in my ear before, like, when you're not fully conscious yet. And as an eight-year-old, I thought that meant that I was insane. So I tuned it out and forced my brain to stop doing that. So I don't know what that's about, if that's like a spiritual attunement to like the spirit world or what, but like, I just, I feel like I'm like going to end up doing work with the dead, but I don't want to. Anyway, I prefer to work with ancestors because, you know, they're my people and they care about what happens to me in this life. Um, And specifically, like, I love Samhain because I always get like really cool ancestral visits. 
one of the coolest things that happened to me was that the first sound I ever celebrated. And I remember it was funny because my boyfriend was like, I think he thought I was like being fucking weird in like a weird phase because I had just kind of flowed into like working with deities and like celebrating the wheel of the year and stuff like that at that time. And it was the first time I set up a an ancestral altar for Samhain and put like all these pictures of like my relatives, his relatives, like even our passed on like pets and stuff. Like I posted pictures of all of them and I was lighting candles and, and burning incense like every night of pretty much like the whole month of October. <laughs> and um, we actually had gotten back from somewhere. I don't remember where, but I actually wasn't the one who freaked out. He's the one who freaked out <laughs> because uh, we came home and it was like the middle of the day. Like I'm pretty sure nobody around us was like baking, but our entire apartment smelled like warm apple pie. And he started freaking out because he was like, that smells just like my grandma's like apple pie. Like what the fuck? Like he started almost like tearing up and um, kind of, lo- I mean, that was like such a cool thing. I don't know. I like ghostly ancestral visits like that because it's like the small little things. And I think I prefer that to like, stranger ghosts visiting me because I'm like stranger ghosts want me to solve their issues and my ancestors just send me the scent of apple pie okay and that's my story <laughs> so I have some ancestor stories as well yes um, kind of well you'll see so uh when I was a little kid I grew up with my grandma living with us and long story short we were on the other side of the state And during that day, I was probably, I think I want to say I was in second or third grade when this happened. We were on the other side of the state visiting whatever. And while my mom and grandma and my aunt at the time, who took three different cars, (laughs) they were off doing, I don't know, adult stuff. They dropped me off at one of my friend's house to go hang out with her. So I hung out with her. I ate lunch with her. And then, I don't know, like early to mid afternoon or so. Uh, They came up, they picked me up. We went back to our old place and we were about to start driving um, back to the house that we had on the other side of the state. And I was in the car with my grandma and we were, all three cars are pulling out of the driveway. And out of nowhere, I was like, wait, stop. I want to be in the car with my mom. And my grandma was like, what are you talking about? And I I was like, no, no, no. Like, get me out of this car. (laughs) Like, I want to go with my mom. And I was in a car seat at the time because I was still kind of like a little kid. And I was sitting in the back seat, like I wasn't old enough to be sitting up front or anything, uh, which is kind of funny because then I went in my mom's car and she had a convertible. So I was sitting up front without a car seat. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, at least I think I had a car seat. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, I just remember I was young enough to have to still sit in the back seat of the car. I'll put it at that. Um, yeah. So anyway, so my grandma like stops the car. I get out, I get in my mom's car and they're just like, okay, whatever. Like you're a kid. Like it's just easier to switch you than hear you fuss all the time or like the whole car ride. Cause it was about a two and a half to three hour car ride. Jeez. Yeah. So we're driving back and we passed through this town and I wasn't even hungry, but I remember turning to my mom and being like, I want to get food. And she's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I just want to like stop and get food. She's like, okay, whatever. So we snap, we stop, we like get some food. I don't even eat it. <laughs> we just got like fast food somewhere. And so then we get back on the road. So we're driving up towards like this big intersection type area of my state. And uh, as we're driving on the opposite side of the highway, we start seeing all this traffic because there was a car that flipped, um, 
that flipped upside down on the other side of the road. And it was like all mashed up. Like it was all fucked up. And I remember looking at this car again on the opposite side of the road. And it's like a four to five lane highway on each side with a big barricade in the middle. And I see my grandma walking. Like I see the back of my grandma walking in the woods and she was wearing this outfit that I always saw her wearing all the time. She wasn't wearing it that day, but like she just wore this all the time. So I recognized her. And I go, mommy, like, there's grandma. And she's like, don't say that. That's a terrible accident. Like, don't say that about your grandmother. Like, she's ahead of us anyway. And I was like, but that's like her. Like, I see her walking. And my mom's like, no, no, no. Ooh, so ooh, we, we barely <laughs> drive 10 seconds. And all of a sudden, my mom gets a call on her cell phone. So I answer the phone because my mom was driving. And long story short, it was my aunt calling us to be like, um, yeah, she was a, your grandmother was in a huge accident and she flipped her car on the other side of the highway and she is getting medevaced and cause she blacked out. And yeah. Um, so when I was a kid, I saw my grandma's spirit, I guess, walking into the woods because she was in a massive car accident. It was not her walking. That's not what she was wearing. She had been blacked out. She ended up needing to get a double pacemaker. She was flown to shock trauma. I was so young. They didn't even, even let me in to see her in shock trauma. And the really thing that kind of messes with me is that when we saw her car after they totaled it, because she kind of totaled, but we went to go like get the stuff out of the car the next like week or whatever, the whole back seat of the car, all the glass was shattered. And I 100% would have died if I was sitting back there. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting of like, I asked my mom to stop for no reason. I wasn't hungry. I asked to get out of the car at the last minute for no reason. And I avoided being in a car accident, but then I still saw my grandma's spirit or whatever. So that was interesting. <laughs> so Damn. then when, when my grandma did finally pass when I was about 16 years old, I remember one day I was getting ready for school and I used to live in a split level house. So my room is in the basement. So the way it worked, like you walk in the front door and there's stairs going up or stairs going down. Um, and then you kind of have like this little foyer. So I was coming up from the basement and I had this really bad habit of never taking my house key with me ever. All Like one time I broke the window because I was trying to get my grandma's attention to open the door for me because I locked myself out. I was also in elementary school when I did this. So it wasn't on purpose. Wow. <laughs> but, um, That's yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. <laughs> so super bad habit of never taking my keys ever because my grandma lived with us. So she'd always unlock the door. So I, it was kind of not a big deal. I didn't have my key. So anyway, I remember coming up the stairs. It's like six in the morning. I'm a teenager, so I'm just annoyed at life. So I like throw my backpack in the corner of like the, uh, by the front door, like literally just yeet it to the side. And then I like, go up the stairs to go in the kitchen to go get breakfast, to get ready before the bus came. And I come back down the stairs after I got my breakfast and perfectly placed on top of my backpack was my house key in the lanyard. Like so Dang. nicely set on top. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I was like, well, thanks, Grandpa. I'm not going to get locked out of the house today. I appreciate you. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have locked the door behind me. Um, there was also another time where I was talking to my dog. And I was just, like, talking about my grandma to my dog out loud. And then, like, a cup fell over in the other room. And that was Aww. home alone. Um, you know, I've also had other... They're not necessarily ancestors, but... Um, have you guys ever had dreams of like dead friends? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I've had a couple. Um, so when my best friend died in 2020, which I remember posting about when it happened, uh, ironically, that's <laughs> fucking 12 hours later. That's what I meant to say. Though. <laughs> so it's funny how, hey. <laughs> how funny how that <laughs> Um 
Yeah, you know, when she died, um, I remember having a dream and I got to talk to her in my dream a bit. I remember another girl I didn't know super well, but like I knew her enough to go to her funeral. Uh, I remember I was in the middle of having a dream, just a regular dream. And all of a sudden she just like pops in. It was kind of like when you're watching TV and all of a sudden there's like a breaking news announcement and like your show gets interrupted <laughs> and you're just like, ah, like that's what happened in the dream. That's like, so funny. and I remember literally like being like, wait, the dream got interrupted. Like I felt it being interrupted by this girl spirit. And I looked at my uncle who was in my dream and I was like, do you see her? And he was just like, yeah, she's just here to say hi. And then she just like waved really quickly to me and like gave me like this look that um like i don't know like the, like the specific facial expression and then like she left and the dream resumed it was really wild oh. and then i went to her funeral and i didn't i had never seen her do this but the facial expression that she had given me in the dream they were talking about that because apparently she used to make that face a lot and her family like talked about it during her eulogies and i was just sitting there like that's oh creepy. that's so like she damn did what did she do that <laughs> the dream oh, shit <laughs> yeah um I have been talking a lot about ghost stories. I think we should start talking about some general ghost stories. But Tiana, why don't you talk, why don't you talk some stories? Because I've been chatting for a bit about my experiences. And you guys have like so many more ghost stories than me, I feel like. Uh, most of the ghost experiences that I have are like just general kind of weird um, things that happen in this house we used to rent. Um, so we rented this house with my boyfriend's family and we all had different rooms. It was like this big two level house with like five bedrooms in it. And it had like two sides to it. So like on one side, it was like, oops, on one side, it was like the master bedroom and another room. And on the other side, it was like three other bedrooms and like a den. And so there was a lot of space on the second story where people could like run across or whatever. And I remember like, his nieces and nephews were always over on the weekends and his sister lived with us and she had a son and then his brother lived with us for a short time and his daughter was always visiting. So there were a lot of people like in and out of this house and living in the house too. So we were pretty used to there always being people upstairs. And when we were downstairs and even at some point, I think his cousin lived with us too. So there were just so many people like just in and out of this house and there were a couple of times when we were at home alone, but we didn't realize it because, as I said, there's so many people like coming in and out that uh, we'd be sitting there like watching TV or just like downstairs cooking or something. And we would hear like running footsteps. And we thought that was weird. We're like, I thought no one was home. And so we would go upstairs and check and be like, maybe like, you know, maybe so-and-so's home or something or maybe so-and-so's like, you know, just got home or something. And there would be nobody there. And these were like pounding footsteps. Like someone was running around upstairs, like chucking shit. And this happened so many times. And I remember even a couple of times we actually thought his mom was calling our name because it sounded like, you know, somebody saying like, you know, somebody like saying his name or my name or something and like calling us upstairs. And I'd be like, did you hear that? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, hang on. I don't remember. I thought your mom left. So I would go upstairs and check and there'd be like nobody there. <laughs> and it happened a lot. I think like everyone there just mutually agreed that it was basically haunted and that there were just ghosts living with us and we were just like fine with it. Did you guys ever talk about it with everybody else? Yeah. Like uh, a couple of times when his mom was there, she heard the footsteps too. 
So, and then me and my boyfriend would be like, okay, so it's not just us experiencing this, like other people have heard this. And then um, we talked with his sister a couple of times and I asked her like, hey, have you ever been here and like felt like someone running upstairs or like calling your name? She's like, yeah, like one time it was just me and my son here. And, uh, you know, I thought, I thought my auntie, cause she calls her my auntie. She's technically adopted sister. Um, she's like, uh, oh, I thought she was calling me, but then I went upstairs and nobody was there and it happened all the freaking time. And it just was like, it's weird. Cause the house was in a new development. So I don't know, like, doesn't matter what- that it's new the land and the spirit I mean yeah like the, yeah literally the land honestly and the where where that house is located it's located pretty close to Indian reservation land so I'm pretty sure uh you there know, it is there's some spirits there uh as a do you remember I'm pretty sure you were here for that when we were at my cousin's place in New York and we were hearing the running back and forth were you there for that uh yes yes i do remember that and i i remember saying something to him like oh man your upstairs neighbors must be really loud and he's like we're on the top floor (laughs) oh what (laughs) but it was so loud and yeah it definitely sounded like somebody was running upstairs and they were just like no nobody's no definitely nobody's definitely up there because like it was like during corona that we were there oh shit and so a lot of uh buildings in new york were just like they'll close off the um the rooftops um, oh okay and so like yeah he was like there's no way there's anybody up there oh fuck yeah. and it, it happened like, no. more than once like it yeah, kept no. happening it wasn't like a one-off or like maybe it happened like four or five times it was insane yeah. well i mean new york is such an old fucking city you know that shit's haunted yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> especially a lot of those buildings and new york Yellow. is so it, it's such a clusterfuck of just like emotion and mm-hmm. like literally nothing like even if you die there like You'll never leave. I mean, so, it, not just that, but like where to find your spirit, <laughs> right? He's gonna go to New York. All, all the all, all those like big cities, though, um, all around the world, not just America, but like you know the oldest cities in the world. They build on top of their old city structures. Like even New York has done that. So it's like how many layers of like old civilization, old bones, basically, are we building over? I mean. And mm-hmm. New York's been there since, what, the 1400s or 1500s or something? So, this could be maybe 1600s. I think the 1600s. Well, yeah, it's got to be 1600s. We're not historians. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know math. <laughs> that's, that's not <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> raising my point. Um, yeah, you know, my old house that I lived in was definitely haunted. And it was really cool because then when I moved to the place afterwards, it was so nice being in a place. I don't want to call it spiritually dead, but like no spirits ever messed with me there. Like it just felt so quiet. And my old house dead. before that. The irony. Yeah, it was just so, it was a lot. I mean, okay, so I was in seventh grade and I was switching my bedroom from one room to a different room in the house. And so the room in the house that I was switching to was pretty much completely empty. And I was in there one night on my laptop in like an AIM chat room with my friends. Remember those? Um, Not like the rando chat rooms, but like all my internet friends at the time, you know, like all like 20 of us from like some forum online. Like, you know, we were so cool as kids do. And (laughs) so we're in this chat room and I'm sitting in this empty room. The only thing that is in this room is a lamp on the floor next to me. 
And I am like in the middle of the room, propped up on some pillows, sitting on the floor with like my knees up and my laptop, like on my legs. Um, So I'm kind of like half looking at like the ceiling, but half looking at like the wall. And I'm just like on my computer, like I'm chilling. It's fine. No one's, no one's around. There's not even shades on the window because like the whole room was again, empty. So I look up at one point, not, I don't know, just, I just looked up (laughs) and you guys remember those really old iPod commercials of the black figures dancing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look up and I see, I like kind of look at like my, uh, my door, which had been closed so the door to the room. And I see this big black figure that kind of was like the iPod commercial figure is like, like a human shape just comes sprinting through the door. And like, as soon as I saw it, I was just like, oh. And, like, as soon as I kind of, like, looked at it and, like, reacted to it, it immediately stopped. And, like, it looked at me. It didn't have hey. eyes, but it looked at me. And Ugh. we both kind of shadow just, people. Like, yeah, like, yeah. the shadow thing and I both kind of just stared at each other for, like, a hot minute. And we're just like, what? Because I wasn't expecting anything. And I don't think they were expecting anybody to see them. <laughs> and, it's like, well, like, up. you see it, me? And it, <laughs> yeah, and then it was weird because... um it kind of did like, I don't want to call it a dance, but like, you know, if you have like your leg, if you're standing up and your legs are like kind of like spread like hip width apart from each other and you kind of like bounce your weight from one end to the other, like back and forth really fast. It kind of like did that like bouncy <laughs> type thing. It did it like three times or so, like three or four times. And then it just like immediately stopped, went back through the door and like flew back through the door. It came in and I was just like, what the fuck was that? And I was so I'm in this chat room Whoa. flipping out to my friends. I'm just like, because like up until that moment, like I'd never experienced the house being haunted. Like I never had anything happen. Like so I can remember. So I, I it was completely out of the blue. And they kind of called me down because everybody in my house was asleep. And like this was supposed to be my new room. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna go alert the whole house because it's it's like, I don't know, one in the morning probably or something. And I was like, whatever, they call me down. So maybe like 45 minutes later or whatever, I'm still sitting in the same spot, have not moved. Again, no one's in the room with me. Um, And uh, I look out the window because where I was sitting on the ground, you could see the moon and the trees and and stuff. And because the back of our house is to a forest and there's shadows on the window because of just how like the lighting was. And I'm just looking out the window and all of a sudden, I see like a head pop out from the shadows, like a black head just pop out. It's like as if somebody like literally pops their head in your room, like only their head to like say hi or something. It pops its head out and I'm just like, what the fuck? And like freaking out. And then like um, as soon as I like lock eyes with it, quote unquote, it didn't have eyes, but it we, we looked at each other. It like immediately went back into the shadows and I left that room. <laughs> I did Ew. not stay in the room anywhere after that. I was like, okay, bye. I guess this is not <laughs> so that was me. the first time I saw a ghost. Jesus. I ended up staying in that room, but yeah, I was like, uh, that was wild. Um, but I also had crazy things happen in that house too. Like one time I was there alone and I was in the dark and I was feeling really creepy. And then all of a sudden I felt a ghost grab my ankle while I was in the bed. And the second I felt it grab my ankle, my oh, dog no. started like trying mm-hmm. to attack like the air and my dog was mm-hmm. not like an attack dog. So like whatever it was, like he saw it. Um, oh. I remember also asking my mom once like when shit started happening in the house, like I was like, mom, do you believe in ghosts? And she's like, yeah, I see one here all the time. And I was like, what? My mom and you never mentioned it. this. 
Yeah, I was like, you never said anything. She's like, oh, I thought it was your grandma. And I was like, what? Uh, I She's had another comforted time in the by same this. house. Yeah, so I was talking to one of my best friends, and I was like, hey, girl, like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think my house is haunted. And she was like, she doesn't believe in that. So she's like, uh-huh, okay. What? And I was like, all right. <laughs> so then she came over one time with a mutual friend of ours who claimed to be a medium, but, like, I wasn't really into any of that stuff. I mean, I was, but not really. Um, and so, and this girl that she, my friend brought, I wasn't really friends with, so I never talked to her about the house. My friend never talked to her about the house, like, she was just like, my, my best friend was coming by to like pick something up, I think, or whatever. Or, like he only stayed for a couple minutes and then left. And apparently when this girl got back in the car with my best friend, she turns to her and she's like, I didn't want to say anything because I don't really know Ashley like that. But there was like this really dark entity that was in the corner of her room the whole time we were in there staring at us. And after that, my uh. friend was like, so maybe there's a ghost in your house. And I was like, bitch, I told you there's a ghost in Yikes. your house. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Just kind of close it because I have, I have a lot of ghost stories. I've had one similar to you, Tiana, where I've heard voices. Um, yeah. I went to a wedding at, and we were staying at this bread and breakfast, and my friend and I were splitting a bed and we were trying to go to sleep. And I remember we kept hearing like somebody's TV was super loud, and we were just like, God damn, they really got to lower their TV. And then after maybe like five minutes, I looked at him and I'm just like, there's no TVs in this bed and breakfast because we rented out the whole house. Jesus. Um, But I've also had like cooler things happen. Like I have a ghost cat that follows me around that other people have seen. Jasper. Yeah. Jasper. I had had a kitten I had to put down when he was four months old due to something called FIP. Um, It's a really tragic disease that kills him slowly. So um, he died from that. And ever since then, like, I will hear, I'll feel him come on the bed. He'll come and knead on me. There's times I've thought Aww. it's my other cat. So I'll just, like, go to grab them. And I'm like, oh, there's nothing there. It's Jasper. Oh, it's Aaron. Um, there's times <laughs> I have um, taken my cats to be, like, my mom watched them. But I'll still see a cat running around. I've had my friends see this cat. So ghosts Damn. are pretty crazy. But ghost, the ghost cat's cool. He can cool. He can chill with me. He's fine. <laughs> Yeah, ghost cats. I love ghost cats. We had one in um in the house you saw one. in Georgia. You saw one uh, like last year. Oh, we were yeah. we were on a call together when that happened too. Oh, wasn't that my cat? Yeah, who's your cat? Yes. Mm. yes. Oh, R.I.P. Next, but yeah, that uh, we had a ghost cat in um in my house in the, in that when I lived in Georgia when I was in high school. And it was this really like orange tabby that you would just like literally see just run across the room. Or run across the hallway, <laughs> or you'd be eating at the dinner table, and it would just like cuddle up next to your leg. And w- I had no cats at the time. You're like, so uh, that we okay. All, literally, everybody in the house noticed that we were just like, all right, whatever, it's just a ghost cat. It's fine <laughs> in this completely newly built neighborhood. Um, but yeah, I remember. I didn't like. I thought it was like that, kind of like a joke that we, me and my family, were just like saying to each other because, like, I was kind of like into witchy stuff, but, like not like super into it. Yeah. Um, and then my one of my close friends came by and he noticed it. And it was before we really talked about anything witchy or anything psychic. And he was a very like he's very big into Catholicism, but he also recognized that he had some sort of like psychic ability, to, like hear ghosts or, or stuff like that. A lot of Catholic people do. <laughs> For real. Um, and he so he he noticed it um, at my house once. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And this was before we kind of like, it was when we like just started becoming friends. Um, and then there was one night where he was like, yeah, you know, there, there's this weird thing that kind of like, it's in my house. I don't really know what to do about it. And I had been to his house a couple of times, but it was like during the day. So I didn't really know, like, 
I never really sensed anything. Yeah. Uh, I had slept over his house a couple of times and I, re- I realized that every time uh, I slept over his, at his house, when we would walk to school, cause he did live maybe like five, 10 minutes from the school. Um, we would pass through this graveyard and maybe. it was like right behind a church that was next to the school. And the easiest way to get through it essentially just to walk through the graveyard instead of walking, like and taking another five minutes to go all the way around. I love how um, kids like taking dangerous ass shortcuts. <laughs> and um but i mean it was a really small graveyard it was like maybe like i don't know maybe 50 feet wide by 50 feet it was is it old it's a really old town Mm. Uh, so it was kind of one of like those small churches and then they had like a little graveyard next to it got it Um, but yeah so we walked through there and every once in a while i would notice there was this um gravestone and it was really elaborate because it had um so i have like a regular gravestone on top of it but it had just like a gray slab right over where the grave would be and on the instead of like um you know where it has like the name and everything like etched into it yeah uh, it had a picture of this woman and she was like in her wedding dress Ooh. and it was just like that's not creepy know, or anything it was it was super creepy and then he was like once I I guess once he noticed that I was noticing it he was like yeah I'm pretty sure that that's the ghost that's in my house all the time and I was all like right. what <laughs> what do you like, mean um, excuse me <laughs> and um, I think like a couple months later, uh, I was sleeping over at his house and his mom uh, was working late that night and we had gone to bed and maybe I want to say it was like one or two in the morning because uh, we were like playing video games or whatever. And so I heard his mom come home and she was like, you know, she said hi to us and told us to go to bed because it was a school night. And she went into her bed and went to bed. Like she like knocks out. Like every time like I've been over to her house, like her mom just like his mom just like knocks out doesn't wake up until the morning and like doesn't leave her room at all. That sounds um, nice. That <laughs> no, was great. Um, but this one night, like, I don't know, like it, 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 something felt off that entire night. And so we're sleeping, we're sleeping in the bed and like, I kind of wake up because I'm hearing like some weird noises happening out in the living room. And, but there's like, there's no lights turned on and his mom has like really bad eyesight. So she has to turn the light on to see anything. Um, especially at night. And so like, I didn't see any like light coming in through the bottom of the door. So I was like, okay, it's not his mom and the cat's in the room with us. So like, I don't know what's happening out there. So whatever. What so I just turn there? over, go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. I turn over, I go back to bed and then I just start hearing running happening. And then at that point, Chris wakes up and then he's just like, what, what is happening out there? And then I'm just like, at that point, like, I'm fully alert. I'm just like, what? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know what's going on. There's literally just like, you could hear like somebody like stomping their feet, like running across like the, the hallway. And then, so Holy we're just shit. like sitting there kind of just like, uh, I don't know what's going on. And then bang, 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 bang. Like just starts, something just starts banging on his door. And at that point, I'm just like freaking out. I open the door. There's nothing there. His mom then opens the door and she's just like, why were you guys banging on the door? And I'm like, we weren't banging uh, on the door. And of course she was like, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so we were just like, you know, kids were fucking around. And I'm just like, we literally look, me and Chris look at each other. I'm just like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> both panicking so we kids. the door. Yeah, basically. We're like 15 years old. Again, like I'm still relatively new to the whole like witchy thing. So I kind of knew somewhat, but I didn't, at that point I already hadn't started working with spirits or anything. Um, but that was kind of one of the things that led me into getting more, learning more about protective magic, which I'll get into a little bit. So at this point in time, uh, a couple years later, I had 
you know, gotten a little bit more under my belt about working with spirits. And so I had thinking about this now, like it was kind of a bad idea, but I had only put wards up in my room. And so Fuck everyone else, <laughs> I'm protected. I was only ever doing like any sort of like witchcraft in my room. So I figured, you know, it's, it's going to be contained here or whatever, <laughs> which I mean, talking, I'll, I might mention that later, but it was contained <laughs> in that room. Um, so nothing that I didn't want in there could get in there. Right. Uh, but there was one night where um, I was sleeping. It was the middle of the night. And I'm having like this really weird dream. Like, you know, like again, like how Ashley was talking about earlier, like it was kind of like something like inter, like a spirit interrupts the dream. So I'm having this like this really normal dream, which is abnormal for me because I never have normal fucking dreams. Um, and like everything just like goes black. Ooh. And then I'm like, um, why am I in the void now? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and like this weird face pops up and it look, if, if any, if I could imagine what a demon would look like, this looked like a demon. Like it literally, but it was like, I don't know, some weird like modern demon. It had like gauges in its cheeks and you could see like its teeth. Be, like, oh, dude, like the, teeth. like the brujeria, like uncle in True Blood. Yes. Kind of like, like that. Like he has like piercings and shit. He's all scary looking. Yeah. Uh, it was fucking weird. Um, and then like it kind of looked like not the Joker, but like I had like really weird, like green ish, like hair, but it was wild. I don't know. It was freaky. Mm. And I don't remember exactly what it said to me, but I just remember like waking up in a panic and I'm like freaking out. And then my immediate thought was just like my little brother and sister. Like, I don't know why I thought about them, but why I thought about them. And then, so I opened the door and then I hear my sister scream. And then my mom opens the door and I start like running down to their room but like the second I turned the corner, because their room was maybe like six feet away from my from my door. So I literally like I so I, I leave my room. My mom turns on so like by the time she she like bolted to where our rooms were. And she flipped she flipped the, the light switch on. The second she flipped the light switch on, I felt something shove me into the wall. And like and then my mom would like literally looked at me. She was like, cause she kind of saw what happened, but at the same time, she was like barely awake. And so she was like, are you drunk? Like, what's wrong with you? I'm just like, hey, I don't know. Child, really are you here. drunk? She <laughs> 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 just like shoved into the wall. <laughs> like, are you drunk? <laughs> like, what? what are you talking about? Um, so I run over to my, my siblings room and my brother, he's knocked out because he could, I don't know, nothing could bother him. Um, and my sister, who for some reason being the youngest of us, at this point, she was like three. And she was sleeping on the top bunk of this uh, bunk bed that they had. And she had fallen to the floor. But the way, like, she was so far away from where the, um, like, where the top bunk was. Like, had she fallen, she probably would have fell, like, right down. And she still would have been, like, within distance of realistically falling to the floor. She was so far away from that bed that she might as well have jumped. But as a three-year-old, I can't imagine how they would jump from that thing to the floor for no Jesus. reason she knew how to get down like it like, it was just like it was weird and so she's like on the floor screaming crying i kind of see something like drag her a little bit and i'm like so i go over to her and I'm, like freaking out um and come to find out that later on my stepfather whom i mentioned earlier um and this is nothing against santeros and santeria but when my mom left him um he kind of took it to a very dark place and so he, I, from what I'm assuming, 
and it wasn't that you know he wasn't allowed to see the kids or anything. He just kind of lost it. Um, so he was so, just pissed off after they broke up. Basically, um, and so my theory, because I haven't spoken to the man, because I probably killed the man, but my theory is that he just he just started sending spirits to our house to like attack my mom, and they end up they ended up going to like I guess my siblings. Um, well, they went towards the thing that's the most vulnerable for your mom, and that's exactly. her children. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense, sense that it would go yeah. to you guys because that's going to hurt her the most. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was, I, I had, hadn't seen, I think the next time I actually saw him, he was a very, like, he's probably like six, four, six, five built dude. When I saw him, he looked like he had not eaten in months. He looked like he lost like 40 pounds. He, his like skin color had went away. He was like totally like grayed out. It was it looked like he was on like, I don't know, like some weird meth addiction, but he doesn't Whoa. do drugs. I don't know, it was, he looked horrible. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was that really is what like kind of like led me into doing more and learning more about protection and understanding that you have to protect yourself. You know, no matter what kind of spirits they are, gaining a good sense of how to protect yourself um, and doing any type of any type of spare work. Again, going back to the ritual possession from the beginning, uh, you really have to yep. know how to interact with these otherworldly beings, essentially. Yeah, and. That, that kind of led me to being more, I guess, active. And my friends all knew that I practiced witchcraft and they had their own spooky shit happening in this old ass town that we lived in. Uh, so I got to practice, you know, going to their house and doing cleansings and getting really good. Like that was essentially what I did for like four or five years. That was my witchy boot camp, <laughs> learning how to do that. Damn, what a way. Basically, yeah. And, and so like I had come up with my own methods and and read some books about like doing protection magic. Um, but going back to how the warding of my room and how I found out that it was legitimately warded. Um, <laughs> Cause when I left, uh, when we moved down to Miami after that, my best friend, he worked uh, like maybe like five minutes down the road, but we lived like maybe half an hour away from him. Yeah. So sometimes he would, since he would work in like the overnight shift, he would just stay at my house and then either go home in the morning or, uh, use that to like, he would sleep over my house and then go to work just because it was close by. Yeah. And so after we left, we still had the apartment for like another month. Um, and so we, he had the key and he would just like, there would be nothing in the house, like literally just be empty. So he'd just um, be crashing in this like empty space. Basically, he'd just like bring like a cot and then just like <laughs> sleep in my room. All right. <laughs> um, just because like, I don't know, it was easier for him and then he didn't yeah. have to deal with his mom at all. Um. And he was telling, I remember talking to him a couple months after that. And he was like, yeah, dude, I don't know what you were doing in that room. Um, but like, I know you told me that you took, you like, you took all your, like your quote unquote wards down when you left. And yeah, th- that room is like infested with spirits. I was getting attacked like every night. Um, it oh, was only because no. of the convenience that I stood there, but I hated that place. I don't know what the hell you did. Cause, and he had stayed in my room prior to us leaving. And like and have no met, problem. Basically. But then, like, the second that I left and my room was just, like, absent of – and the only thing I did was really just, like, took down my wards. Yeah. And so I never really, like, properly, I guess, said goodbye to the spirits or did anything for them in that case. They kind of just, like, infested the room. So anything that was, like, trying to get in – Got in. It basically got in when I had already left. Fuck. Um, I thought that was kind of hilarious and a good (laughs) He's like, yeah, thanks. (laughs) Is that's kind of similar to um, when you were at your friend's house with yeah. the banging on the wall? Like I remember you had told me that 
you told the ghost oh, yeah. to fuck off essentially. And so whenever you were there, like the ghost was fine. Yeah, that was like, the one and only time it, that she had left. done anything. And that was the only, that was the first time I'd experienced it. But like after that, like I told her, I was like, you know what? Just fuck off. Don't fucking come here anymore. Like I will end you ghost. <laughs> I don't know how to do it, but I will learn how to do it. I will obliterate you. <laughs> don't try me. You goddamn weird bride. Leave my friend alone. <laughs> weird so, bride. Yeah, he only messed, she only messed with, with, nah, messed with him. Uh, when I was not there. Oh, damn. Um, but yeah. That's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's also kind of hilarious. No, it was, it was hilarious. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it was interesting seeing how like I would like, cleanse places. And then when once I ended up joining with my coven, um, we had kind of not been like charged to do this, but uh, one of these schools that um, my high priestess's daughter went to, uh, it was a special, it was a school for special needs kids. Um, but prior to it being the school for special needs kids, it had been like, uh, have you, I don't know what kind of, um, branch they are, but it's like, it's a type of Christianity where they kind of just like do like some weird, like ecstatic thing. And they start like, evangelists. I think so. The ones kind of where they, they look like they they're speak in possessed. tongues. Yeah. They speak yeah. In tongues, yeah. yeah evangelists. So that's what the building was there was used for prior to that. And they would use the main gymnasium. Oh, so they just raise all that energy and didn't do shit. Evangelists, no. evangelists believe in spirit no, possession, no though, like getting possessed by the Lord and, and angels and shit. Yeah. And speaking um, in tongues and all the like prophecy and so, gifts and shit. <laughs> that being, and then after being bought out by um, the person who ran the school, using it for kids with special needs, with, like autism and. Um, other types of uh mental disorders damn imagine you have like learning disability already and ghosts are fucking with you oh yeah 100 so she the principal or the i guess the owner of the school she was also the principal um she knew that uh, my high priestess was a practicing witch and they were kind of close friends um and so she would invite us to come to the school and do a cleansing on the school so that whatever type of things would stop like messing with the students because like she was aware that like it was happening and the kids Damn. were also aware that it was happening. Like the weird stuff would be happening there all the time. You know, it's weird when a school administrator has to be like, hey, can you and your witch coven come and cleanse this building that we're just trying to teach these? I mean, that's like, that's when you know, you know it's, it's fucking real. <laughs> but, you know, I think I, for me, like, I always believe that, uh, especially like autistic kids who have like mm-hmm. heightened sensory experience, yeah. they're way more sensitive to spirits, oh, in my opinion. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, my definitely. boyfriend's nephew is autistic, and he would, like, constantly talk to his nana, which is my boyfriend's grandma, and he never even met. I don't think he ever met her. And he would, like, say, yeah, she looks like this, and blah, 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 and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, this kid's having, like, straight-up visual conversations with her. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it basically, he was he was able to speak with his grandma that he or great grandma that he never even met and they would have like conversations and I would catch him sometimes just standing in the corner like chatting well I thought he was like chatting to himself but then I'm like wait like is he chatting to himself (laughs) like what the fuck is this kid actually talking to spirit yeah I mean I really believe that because you know autistic children are so sensitive to like even energy Mm -hmm. changes that it just makes sense so It's probably like the best thing that you could have done to cleanse that school for them. Yeah, no, it was that that was probably the most intense experience that I had had um, doing any sort of cleansing. What happened? Um, Tell me the details. So we kind of started off 
with, it was, first of all, it wasn't just my group. It was my group, another group, and then another group that was like from across the state, but they were coming to visit. So we were just like, oh, we're, all 30 of us are just going to go. It's like a witch. Damn, like four covens joined their forces just to do this shit. It was, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big school. So we all like took like different sections of the school. Um, And so we first started off just like cleansing the area. And we're also like, we all like, they taught us like a specific chant that we would do. So we'd be doing that. And then at the, at the time, like I had only been with them for a couple months. And so I barely knew the chant. And so I was using the chant that we would use uh, in like our prior to initiation. There's a similar chant that we would use. I was, I would be using that one because I memorized that one. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, fuck it. It's close enough. Um, and so like, we'd be doing that. And then it didn't. And this is honestly, this is a re- another reason why I whenever we play Phasmophobia, I don't like going into the bathroom in the school. Oh, in the high school. I'm like over here thinking of the map, like the yeah. high school map. In fact, yeah. as you're telling me this, yeah, there's when, four I, sections. when we were doing the school, yeah, it, was, it felt just like that. Like I really hate that's doing so that creepy. In the game, you've died in that bathroom in okay. that game. The trauma so, is real. Okay, um, <laughs> so I was doing the upstairs part of the school, and there was a bathroom that I went into, and I felt like I was getting my hair pulled. I felt like I was getting pushed around. I could feel like somebody just like screaming at me, but it was like. It was kind of like, not like scream, like I couldn't like hear the screams like audibly, but like it felt like, you know, when somebody screams at you, you know, like that anger that you can sense for coming from that person. Jesus. That was just like filled in the bathroom. And so I'm yeah. like, I can only imagine at the time that I was like doing this, I was just thinking like, I can only imagine what these kids are feeling on a day-to-day basis, having to deal with this constantly. Um, and then like all the leaders of the, of the groups, they were in the main auditorium where all of the, um, like before again before the when the school was like a church that was where that they would hold like their services and so oh, that was where shit. the majority of the uh, activity was happening it's like the epicenter and so we had to do like a basically uh so once like everybody else like came together we would go back to the auditorium do like a mass cleansing of the space and then um we would make like some offerings to some of the spirits um outside the school and i'd just be like all right y'all can leave this place the fuck alone and so, yeah, that was kind of a gist of what happened with that school. Oh, my God. That sounds really fucking intense. I don't know why, but, like, schools after dark, like, the idea of being there is, like, generally kind of creepy to me. And then having to deal with, like, spiritual mm-hmm. activity is just really fucking weird. Um, I actually exercised a house. Um, I think it was last year or the year before that. One of those. Um, I think it was last year. It I was last year, right? Yeah, it. I did tell you about it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. It was, last it was year kind too. of weird because I mean it was during you know COVID lockdown basically, but uh, you know uh, one of my friends called me up and she actually is from a town that was very close to where I used to live and she doesn't live there anymore. She lives in like a diff- totally different area of the state. So she's like, I'm not nearby, but these people are asking me for help. I helped them in the past, I think, and they think they're dealing with like a. Uh, spirits in their house they're being like haunted or whatever i'm like okay and i'm like (laughs) i've never done this before like never exercised a house or done anything remotely so i'm like uh yeah do you have like any advice on how i'm supposed to do this because i've never fucking cleansed a house in my life like i mean i've like blessed my own space but i've never had to deal with like yeeting spirits out of haunting people so she basically like gave me like her own framework and i kind of like took that and made my own 
thing for them to do based on their personal uh, situation, which basically it was a cu- an older couple and they live in this old town. Um, it's not a beach town. It's like on the way to San Diego, but it's this creepy old middle of the no, like middle of nowhere town. And you have to take like a two lane road to get out to their house. It's this creepy dirt road house. Nothing is paved. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. And there's, just an old house and what's weird is this guy had like a tree house we'll get into that later but um just creepy old vibes like I don't really know but anyway so I had spoken to them previously on the phone and the husband was the main one experiencing spiritual interaction the wife said she really didn't I don't know she said that it was because she's Christian and she like prays and wears a cross and was baptized and that he wasn't baptized and I was like okay uh and he said, like, they yeah. bringing a witch to cleanse their house? Right? Hilarious. I know. Um, but yeah, so then, uh, you know, he tells me, like, yeah, they're bothering me and, uh, you know, assaulting me at night or whatever. And that he thought his room was haunted, basically. And I was like, okay. And so I pretty much set up my own ritual. I get there. I have to get there at sun uh, before sunrise because... Uh, the best way to do an exorcism for a house um, is to do it at sunrise. So that way when you're sweeping out the spirits, the sunrise can cleanse the house. It's like a really great timing, like a astrological timing to use. Um, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you need to exercise the house, start right before the sun's going <laughs> to rise. Anyway, so I arrive at the house. I explain to them what we're going to do. I had a whole process of like going through each room and uh, clearing the energy. Long story short, I really didn't think that their house was haunted. I thought that the energy was stagnant, which can happen if you keep a lot of clutter and don't clean your house enough, in my opinion. Don't clear the energy. Um, but I also learned from Ashley when we had previously talked about her two-level house that she said she felt like um, spirits hide from witches so I was like, okay, I need to cleanse oh, this. Sure. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That is what Zazel oh. told me about that, which makes a lot of sense because once I started getting more involved in witchcraft, I mean, like, you're always, yeah. witch, you know, you can get into this and you've yeah. always kind of had something there. But when, um, and whenever I go to my uncle's house, like the new house that he bought, he's always like, this house is so haunted. We've seen things, we've like heard things, like things are just like, exploded in front yeah. of us like whatever and i'm just like this house isn't haunted like this house is fine every time i'm there i don't have anything happen to me at all i don't even feel anything but i also believe my uncle and azazel was the one that was like yeah the ghosts hide from the witch i mean it makes like, sense because they obviously was very real to them uh and so I knew going into this after having talked with you guys that like, okay, I should just approach this as if it is because really I don't know what spiritual activity is happening, but I do want to clear everything out so they don't have any more problems. So I did that and everything seemed fine. Um, he thought he was like cursed by local Indians because he, um, yeah, he had like, I don't know, went on their land one time and they told him not to. I think he just had killed their cow. Yeah, I literally gave him some, like, sage that I had dried myself, and I was like, go offer this to the spirits of the land, like, at the edge of their land, apologize, and, like, you know, that should be that. Like, you know, I mean, to help your own guilt or whatever, like, I'm pretty sure it's not that serious. I don't think they would go out of their way to fuck with you. But whatever. 
Um, and then, you know, gave them the normal spiritual cleansing. So I think it was like a month later, they called me back. And this time I went and cleansed his like tree house where he supposedly slept occasionally. This was the creepiest thing. I legitimately believe this was on. This was the area. I was like, okay, this is where the spirits are fucking at. Wait, but did it look like the tree house that was in um, uh, Hereditary? I have not seen that. What? Wow. That's I have not seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, anyway, this particular treehouse had a very narrow, steep ladder. It was wedged in between two big branches, and it was essentially just one really small room that he had created with like a twin bed and like a little counter on the other end. That shit was creepy as fuck. It was so creepy. It was in the middle of the woods, like literally. Um, and it was just dark and like, oh, I don't know. I just got like the heebie-jeebies being out there. Um, but yeah, so I went and cleansed that space. And that I legitimately believe was probably haunted because there was a lot of like creepy, staticky energy in there. Um, and that I ended up cleansing again for them. But it was like... Question. Did you ever cleanse him? I did. And I had him cleanse himself <laughs> after. I, I cleansed everyone like uh, with incense basically before we started. Um, and salt and water. Um, like Sarah, maybe you're the problem. Maybe you are the issue here. Yeah, no. <laughs> I also had I also had him do because uh, they were kind of vaguely Christian. Um, what's that Psalm? Uh, it's like Psalm 45, or it, it's um it's a lot of hoodoo uh, practitioners use it. I had to look it up. Um, because I don't personally cleanse that way. Oh, okay. So I had him cleanse himself after the fact, like after. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tiana, no? I don't think you should tell the story. <laughs> Literally, every time you just no. start, it just like start your your computer starts glitching out. I can barely see you right now. What the heck? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess. So anyway, long story short. You want to try 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 um, to tell just, one more time? Honestly, just what tell it, and then if it yeah, if the audio is fucked, I'll just cut it out. Okay. Because I think it might just be our internet connection, but if it's recording from your end, it, it'll probably record all the way through. Okay. Uh, so long story short, I basically had him cleanse himself, um, do like a uh, shower cleansing and uncrossing for seven days. And, it, and I gave him a seven day candle to burn. Um, and I gave them like purified bread to bless their house and eat for all seven days. And told mm, him to do right. this specific mm, <laughs> specific psalm uh, from the Bible, which now <laughs> I can't remember because I'm not religious. I had to look this shit up. Uh, it's like a hoodoo practitioner thing. But I tried to give them something that they would recognize because they said that they were Christian. And, and they would recognize that as being purifying for them and not necessarily something I, you know, I didn't want to give them something that wouldn't resonate with them. So he did that. And um, that definitely helped. I haven't heard from them since. Uh, but one thing I realized about people who want their homes exercised uh, is that they often think that there's activity happening when like nothing's happening and they will keep bothering you. And so you really have to set that boundary of like, you're fine. You need to like either fix this, you know, in internally, whatever issues you're having, because there's nothing happening. Like if I was a con artist, I could make a lot of money off these people. But like, sir, you need to get a grip. 
Yeah, but when you actually want to help people, like you're like, okay, we're you're good, you're good, we're you're fine. Okay, hope you're doing well. Take care. Bye. Please stop emailing me. I know, I've, I've told friends this. So just like, listen, there's nothing in your house. You're just having a panic attack. You're you just losing your doctor. shit. Yeah, yeah. But you I mean, should go see a doctor. There's nothing <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, but I do want to point out, like, it is an interesting concept, the whole thing of, of ghosts hiding from witches, because there was one time in my uncle's house where we were talking, like, I, every time I go over there, I'm just like, so tell me what's new, what's the ghost doing today? <laughs> Give me the news update. And so he tells me about the ghost, and there was this one time where I was just like, yeah, you know, I I believe all that stuff, but, like, because obviously he doesn't know, like, my extent of witchiness but like you know i'm not catholic and i'm pretty sure he knows and um i was like yeah you know i just i i don't know like i don't feel anything in the house are you sure this is happening and then he starts talking about the ghost and then all of a sudden i hear this knocking on the wall next to me and he was like see that's the ghost and i was just like what and i was like nah and i was like okay if there's a ghost in this room knock on the wall again i swear to fucking god the wall, like the, the fucking oh, wall knocked shit. again. And I just started like, he, my uncle just gave me like the <laughs> nervous look and I just started hysterically laughing. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like and my uncle was like, well, what more proof do you want? And I was just like, no, no, no. If there's a ghost here, do it a third time. And my uncle was like, it's not going to happen a third time. It fucking what? happened a third time. It knocked again right next to me. But like, the even though like that happened much. and I can't <laughs> deny, I can't deny that that happened. It was so strange because there was no, I didn't feel anything, but I mean, it could have been my grandma. Like there's been times where like on my, my grandma's birthday, um, my little cousins never met her because they passed before they, or she passed before they were born. And, um, they like one time on my, uh, my uncle was playing with his youngest daughter, my youngest cousin. And she said she was like playing telephone cause she's a little kid and she went to go, she was like the phone was ringing it was fake and so she answered and she's like oh hello and uh then my little cousin looks at my uncle her dad and she's like oh it's for you and he was like oh who is it she's like it's your mom and he's like what and then apparently like right as he said or she said that to him because she's like three or four in this like this big black shadow just went like flying across the room and he was so creeped out and then um (laughs) mom stop well there's another part there was another part of this that, like, I, for- I forgot the exact details because I was just like, oh, shit. But, like, she said something else to him of, like, oh, she's saying hi or whatever. Um, and my uncle was like, well, who told you that? And she was like, I can't tell you where I'm hearing. Like, she was like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. And he was like, what are you talking? Like, who? How, how are you talking to her? She's like, I can't tell you. The kicker of all this is that this happened on my Ooh. uncle's birthday creepy and she was too young i mean she knew it was like her 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 dad's birthday but she she put the too young together yeah connection of like my grandma's just talking through her to say hi to my uncle uh, like her or like my my uncle's yeah yeah damn creepy um i yeah yeah, kids i don't know that's kind of like a thing though when you're young right i feel like a lot of people who become witches later in life are or come to witchcraft whatever you want to call it uh, have those experiences, you know, like I had a lot of, I know I previously mentioned the whole like whispering thing that makes me sound insane, but literally when I was young, you know, I'd be like on the edge of that, like sleep waking state. And I would hear like, like a shit, just a thousand voices, not anyone talking clearly, but you know, that like whispering, like where you can hear a lot of people whispering, that's what it would sound Mm -hmm. like. 
And it scared the shit out of me. And I was like, fuck that. No, thank you. (laughs) But there have been many times I've had like intuitive, I don't want to call them psychic moments. I don't know. I'm more of like a feeling type person where like I just get a sense. Um, For example, my parents were getting divorced. They got, they had a very violent divorce. My dad's insane. And he came to visit us. At the time, we lived in a different state than where we originally lived, where my dad was living to work. So we kind of like moved to this other state with my mom. And then they like separated. And then um, basically, he came to visit us. Long story short. And the whole time, we're supposed to go like visit him for a day. And he rents this van and he shows up. And I'm like seven or something or maybe eight at this point. And I just know something bad is going to fucking happen. And I'm literally like screaming my head off like, I don't want to go. Don't make me go. And um, (laughs) I literally just don't want to fucking go to this thing like at all. And so, you know, basically uh, my mom is like, you're just going to go for the day. It's not going to be a big deal. Like you guys are going to go. I think we're supposed to go to the movies or something. And um, my aunt's there. And she's like, it's going to be fine. You're fine. And I'm like, no, something really bad. Like, I don't want to fucking go with him. Don't force me. They fucking physically have to shove me into this van because I am not getting in this car. Like, I'm not getting in this car. I'm like doing that thing they do in movies with the kids where they're like holding the doors with their hands and like not trying to get in this fucking car right now. And my aunt is like shoving me full body into this vehicle. So long story short, my dad... uh, flew us back to our old home state after the fact that day, like basically kidnaps us and uh, gets custody of us like all in the same day. Cause like what happens when your parents are getting divorced and the divorce is filed in like our home state, but we were living in a different state is that he can get immediate custody. So it led to like a lot of like chaos, but yeah, shit like that is like, I feel like I have so many stories about that. Like, growing up where I knew things that were like off or like some bad shit was about to happen or like somebody's dead and I like know who it is before they tell me type shit. Yeah, I have a lot of little things. Like just the other day I had like something so small where I was thinking about like memes I wanted to post on the Seeking Witchcraft page because like I've been I've been needing some new memes recently. And I was laying in bed just thinking about this and then one of my friends texts me and she never texts me about memes like ever. And she was just like, Hey, Ashley, I found a meme you should put up on the page. And I was like, I was literally in the middle of thinking this. Um, but I have a funny story with Justin actually. So, um, Justin, do you want to tell the story? What <laughs> the other story? Obviously, Azazel and Justin are, are synonymous, which I'm pretty sure we already talked about on the um, episode. So, so we have, I have this, uh, uh, "Quote unquote black hand" uh, that I got from Michaels. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. Please so explain what this it's black a, hand is. It's a that hand. Wrong. It's a plastic. <laughs> I don't know what kind of thing. Maybe wood. I don't know. Um, but it's a hand, and it's painted black. And it's got a bunch of like astrological symbols on it. It's kind of. I guess it's kind of supposed to look like a palmistry hand. I don't know. Whatever. I got it at Michaels. And um, Ashley has a very similar but rather large version of the same one that I have, and. There was one time where 
Yeah. Which tracks? That there tracks. was one time where, um, <laughs> what was it that you, you were playing with the hand and then you told me to stop playing with it? Or? So, okay. So my, so my black hand <laughs> is usually not in my room. It's usually in like on a, a wine bar that I have by my kitchen. And for some reason, one day I decided to bring it into my room and we were, I don't know what we were doing. Maybe we were like watching a show. No, we were like playing a game or something. There was something happening where we were talking to each other through like Mm -hmm. discord probably and, or like some sort of chat. Um, and our video wasn't on and I said something to him because I started like just, I picked up my black hand and I was kind of like playing with it, like, you know, like holding it and shaking it and stuff. And then I don't know where I go. Like, do you ever just play with your black hand? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, literally, as she's saying this into my ears, my ear holes, I'm literally ear playing holes. with my, I'm like playing with the black hand myself. And I had just picked it up and I'm like, why are you psychic? Like, what? How did you know this? That's such an <laughs> Ashley so mood, though. She's always she does doing that shit all like the that. Time. It's just like all the stuff, time. All the time. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you guys both kind of do this, but Ashley's just more loud about it. Like, she's more yeah. in my face about it, you know? Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wonder how Ashley's doing. Or, or, oh, you know, I miss, you know, Azazel, whatever. And then, like, one of you guys will message me or message in our group chat or something being like, hey, I miss you guys. How are you? And I'm like, they heard me. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you through the ether. It's funny because I feel like I have all these little tiny psychic experiences, but if I try to explain what happens, like I can't, yeah. I don't know what to tell people. Like I remember my one friend when I told her I was into witchy stuff, she was like, "Are you psychic?" And I was just like, "Well, I would say no, but my other friends would probably be really bad at me." Yep. That. And she's like, "Well, what can you do?" I was like, "I don't know, just hang around with me." The long experiences enough, like, you'll see. <laughs> of being having like psychic intuition or whatever, in, in psychic insight, whatever you want to call it, is not necessarily synonymous with how it happens in films. But there are just moments where you have like a feeling of something and then you say something and you contact someone else or something. Two of those moments happened prior to us getting on this call when Ashley was like, hey, Tiana message. And I looked at my phone and Tiana had just messaged. Yeah, literally. Literally. We got on the video call. It's me and Ashley here. And then she's like, oh, I wonder where Tiana is. And then Tiana's like literally pops up the second that she <laughs> finishes that sentence. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I guess she's just conjuring everybody now. So last weekend I was at my friend's like birthday party and I was literally talking about Ashley and Justin. And I was like, yeah, you know, me and my friends, we like do. And I was like talking about being Wiccan or whatever to these random I don't want to call them normies, but like, just like my, my mundane wow. friends, but like, they're not into witchcraft. Okay. That's what I'm really, trying. it's not an insult. That's just, they're cool. just, yeah, they're just not into witchcraft. Okay. Um, you know, so I'm trying to like explain to them stuff that they probably think sounds insane and that's totally fine. But I'm just like, yeah, but my friends are great. And we're doing this like, uh, you know, stuff, blah, 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 whatever. Cause we always do workbooks and stuff together. And then she calls me. <laughs> She's like, hey, I was just thinking about you. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God. That's not the first time that happened. That happened one time on an outer court call when I was with Azazel when we were in Salem. Do you remember that? So, okay. So I we were in line for like this store and it was a really long line. And I went to go visit Azazel, unfortunately, during one of our first online outer courts that like I wasn't leading the outer court. I was just like kind of part of it. Not I wasn't in the outer court. like 
I was an initiated member, but like I was helping out with it. So I felt really bad that I couldn't be there at like the first inner court or I'm sorry, outer court meeting, even though it was just online because of Corona. So I'm in line with Azazel to like go into the shop and I'm like, I'm going to just drop in real quick and say hi. Cause like I had the link and whatever. And I remember I dropped into the chat and all of a sudden people started giving me like their eyes kind of widened and they kind of oh, like gave yeah, me I a look and story. I was like, damn, okay. All right. I, I wonder what happened. Yeah. And I was just like, Blah, blah, blah. And then I hear my high priestess, Arlie, she was like, something, something, like a really psychic <laughs> bitch, blah, blah, blah. And like, she like, then says that about me sometimes. So I just go, are you talking about me? And she like jumps because she didn't see that I joined in on the call. And she was like, I was just talking about you. <laughs> and she was like, I was just telling the outer court how you're like crazy psychic. And then you disappeared. And I was just like, oh, well. <laughs> Hi, That's so freaking hello. funny. That happens to me all we're the time. We were debating for like 20 minutes about whether you should join the call or not because we were just standing in line and everything's going to be noisy. That's so like, funny. Oh, you know I'm going to do it. And then, and then you do it. And then there's like, oh, the psychic bitch. Fucking Ashley. She's back on her. <laughs> the exact moment She's I joined. back on her shit. Back, <laughs> back on my bullshit. But like, I don't know. I feel like, like, that's uh, um, one hand kind of brand for me as a person. <laughs> very much tracks. <laughs> so I have... I don't know. You know, Azazel, you should tell this story. Oh, the... <laughs> so, there was mm-hmm, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was back in Miami, me and uh, a couple of my witchy brethren, um, <laughs> <laughs> we were... Well, a lot, a lot of us are not not terribly hood, but sometimes we get a little hood. And so, we make a lot of jokes before and after circle. Um, and so, we decided to... Mixed together, so mo to be, and just say. I'm honestly scared to say it now. Um, I'm just say. I was like, oh god, he's uh, gonna say we, it. We we smash so mo to be essentially be like shmati, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just something that we would do, right? And so I went to go visit Ashley for the first time um, when I was making my road trip up to my new home in person. Well, yeah, first time in my first time being in her apartment. Like we we had um, met in person before, and so I'm there, and I'm kind of like explaining to her the whole like schmati thing, and literally, and I'm just like, you're gonna piss <laughs> off the gods if you keep saying this. He's like, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, I'm like, like no, 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 so you're gonna piss somebody off. You say you keep that? saying schmati. Then, like, like not like two minutes later, the glass there was a glass holding a tea light. He said he said schmati again just to fuck with me, and I'm just like, Oof. Get so there is a tea light in a um a candle holder that is by. The it's on the bar. We are like twenty feet it's away brand new. from it's a brand where new this tea thing light. Is, right? And so I say it again just to annoy her. And the goddamn tea light candle holder, uh, like just like I don't, it splattered everywhere. It's I don't know what exploded. Happened. It exploded. <laughs> <laughs> it exploded. It was a brand new tea light and a brand new holder. And I looked at him and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not like, even phased, Ashley. <laughs> it's never happened before. I don't know why that happened. It was, like, I, I, still blame, I still think it was Ashley and her psychicness. <laughs> wow. She just brought that into the universe. She made okay, it happen. Prior to that, nothing bad had ever happened to me saying shmati. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because there was another time where I was really angry one time and I went to my high priestess's house and was just like oh, so yeah. like upset. And like apparently her candle was just like going crazy and she's like, I've never seen this do happen before down my house. And I was like, oh. I was like, whatever. Um no, she's just like Jean Grey secretly. Right? Damn. Pyrotechnics are real. No, the, I think the only like weird weirdly psychic 
thing that has outwardly happened like that to me, besides the smarty thing, because I still think that was actually, um, <laughs> was excuse you. I'm not trying to break my own <laughs> brain. Thanks, but okay. When I had when I was leaving Georgia, um, a lot of my friends. I worked at this really like hippie store uh, called Earthbound. I hope some of you have heard of it. If you have never, if you've never heard of it, check to see if there's one in your in your area because it's amazing. Um, True. So yeah, everybody that worked at that store with me, they were they were all a bunch of potheads. Um, and so they decided to throw like a going away party for me. And one of the guys that worked there, he was like, so I know we usually smoke, but uh, I got shrooms. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I don't know when we'll be able to try this again. So I did it, obviously. Uh, but there was so many of us and there wasn't enough shrooms. So me and my best friend, Chris, who was talking about earlier, the second one, um, we, and mind you, my, he is a six foot seven gargantuan of an Italian. Um, wow. He's just, he's not really like large. He's just very tall and slender. Um, so we decided we were going to split a shroom. Um, so enough that would be what essentially usually for one person, uh, we split that amount between both of us. I don't know if that has anything pertaining to the rest of the story, but I think it does. Um, and so at one point we are, you know, it's, it already hit us. We're like hours into this already. Um, my friends, we were in my, uh, my friend's, not uh, basement, but it was like his garage. And there's his grandma had like a couch that was just in there. And there was like a recliner and a couple other chairs. And I remember it was a really long, I remember this couch specifically because this couch is like obscenely long. Like it was longer than any other couch I had ever been in. So there was like five of us on the couch and there's still another two feet to my right. That's just like empty couch. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, so everybody to my left, there's maybe like everybody, everybody else was to my left and they're all talking and chatting. And I'm just like petting this fuzzy blanket. Um, and I was like, Oh, this blanket's like weird blue fire. I was, I was like tripping out over this goddamn blanket. <laughs> weird and blue then, fire. <laughs> next thing I notice, <laughs> um, in this empty space that's next to me, I look over cause I start feeling something like rubbing my shoulder and I'm like, what? What is happening? And so I look over and there is a woman who I had never seen before, um, just like crawled up onto the couch, uh, leaning up, uh, like leaning up on me. And she's like rubbing her finger on my shoulder and looking up at me. And I'm looking at her like, Ew. who the fuck are you? Like, what, 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 what is happening right now? <laughs> and, and then I look up, like look straight. And my best friend, Chris, he's in the recliner cocooned in this giant blanket. And just like looking around, just like people watching. And then um, I noticed that he looks exactly where this woman is. And like his eyes kind of go wide because like he didn't recognize her. And then he looks at me and like in my head, I heard him say like, are you seeing that right now? And then oh, fuck. in my head, I'm like, uh, did you just talk to me? Because his mouth did not move. <laughs> and so then we made the realization that we just like psychically talked to each other telepathically. Oh, shit. And then they, so we made, we both made like the facial expression like, what the fuck just happened? And then shit. the girl had disappeared. <laughs> and then like, I was like, I need to. Wait, was no, it a real it person? Was a it was a she wasn't a hallucination. A hallucination. I don't know what the fuck it was. Damn. Had, like, oh my God. That reminds me of, um, how hard huh? were you guys tripping? How hard were you guys tripping? I, apparently a lot. Apparently very hard. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so it was that telepathic experience, but also the ghost thing that possibly happened may have been a hallucination, but we also shared a mutual hallucination. So I think that's a little weird. That is pretty um, so cool. Which is why I think that it was a ghost. 
Honestly, um, it reminds me. Yeah, okay, was, maybe maybe because uh, I'm rewatching Haunting of Hill House, but it reminds me of the oldest brother. You know what I'm talking about? Hopefully, I mean, spoiler alert, but damn, it's been out like three, four years. So if you haven't seen this shit, then that's your fault. Uh, <laughs> but the brother finished it. at the end, you know what I'm talking about? You never finished it? No, it's okay. You can spoil it. I'm not going to watch Ah, uh, shit. Okay, well, at the end, basically, the eldest brother doesn't believe in ghosts, and he thinks, like, he, at the end, all the people that he saw in the house, there were, like, people fixing the house, like, workers and stuff, he thought were really there. They were ghosts. And the dad tells him, he he's like, wait, he's like, hold up, go back to that story. He's like, what? Mom was fucking crazy, dad, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's, like, going on this rampage, because that's his thing, is that everyone's mentally ill. And he's like, no, no, before that. He's like the fucking worker fixing the clock, wearing old overalls. He's like, that man was never there. I never. Oh my God, that worker creeped me out. Yeah, but that was such a crazy twist because the whole time you think kind of he's like acting like in denial, the voice of reason, whatever, or that he just never experienced anything. But it turns out he was like the most psychically attuned, you know, for seeing like all these fucking ghosts the whole time. And he just never realized it. That kind of reminds me of what you're explaining now, like. You know, like you look at something and you see someone and like don't realize like they're yeah. a fucking ghost. Like, oh, they're not actually at this party. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so um, I have some related, I don't want to say ghost stories, but just like um, some crazy things that have happened to kind of wrap up the episode. So one time I remember I experienced uh, sleep paralysis and when it happened to me, I actually wasn't scared. I didn't like see anything in the room or anything. And like, I knew what was happening. And I was like, you know what? This is perfect. I'm going to try to astral project. Cause I always hear these people talking about this online. This is my opportunity. So I remember I sat up in my bed and it was really hard to do, but I sat up in the bed and then I picked up my left arm and I could literally see this like spiritual arm like floating out of my body. Like it it was invisible, but I could see it. It was the strangest thing. And when I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, I'm doing it. This is so cool. And I was so stoked, but I had seen insidious a bunch of times. And if you've never seen that movie, the short version of it is the kid in that movie, Astro projects and he goes too far away. And then he gets like locked away by a demon. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. So I, so then I started thinking of that and I was like, well, wait, like, I don't know how to come back. I need to research this or when it happens again, I could do this again. Well, it never fucking happened again, unfortunately. And I still think of that moment and I'm like, that's one of the coolest things ever. Um, There is another time when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, I was cleaning my room or whatever. I was doing something and I had a TV in my room and I was watching something on Cartoon Network, probably like Powerpuff Girls or something. And Whatever was playing on my show, I used to always, um, or I had seen that episode before. So, like, it was very, very much a rerun to the point where I knew all the words of the episode. And so I wasn't facing my TV when the show came on, but I was, like, saying what they were saying in the show at the same time as them because I'd seen that episode so much. And I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to, like, repeat what they're saying as they're saying it. And then, like, uh, I did this maybe for, like, two or three minutes because I was, I don't know, facing the other way fucking with something and then i turned around to like look at the tv and then the whole show restarted from the beginning and everything that i had been saying like hadn't happened yet and it the whole show just restarted i was just like uh what (laughs) like what just happened so i remember that was like a glitch in the matrix that i had when i was a kid 
I used to always think I had this superpower when I was a kid that I couldn't tell anybody about it because I thought it would stop go or it wouldn't be true anymore and it would go away. But I'm gonna tell you guys yes. about, so goodbye superpower. I I used to always think that it, I had this uncanny ability that any TV show, like any episode specifically that I wanted to watch, if I wanted to watch it, it would come on the next day, all the time, like every single episode I ever wanted. I always get to like That's rewatch the most my favorite episodes. kid manifesting just, thing that I've ever yeah, heard. Right. That's so good. <laughs> and like now, I feel like that just tracks for me as a person. <laughs> it's so true. This out loud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, okay. So to wrap up our a very real experiences Ooh. that we've had because we've had a lot <laughs> of them, I am going to end this with a very very fictional ghost story. And this is a ghost story that I just keep in my back pocket for whenever you're at a campfire and you need a story. I used to go to summer camps growing up, so this was the story I would always tell people. So it's called the Keyhole. It's my favorite ghost story, and this is what it is. So this guy goes to check into this hotel one night, and when he goes to check it, it's an older hotel, and he gets um, an actual key, not like the little cards that they give you like an actual physical key and when he goes to check into the room the receptionist is like okay like here's your room Uh, the number doesn't really matter but he's like here's your room it's number like 14 whatever you do though don't look at the or like don't mess with the room across from you like number 21 or whatever some shit like that and the guy's like why and the receptionist is kind of like spooked and he's like just don't mess with that room like don't worry about it and this guy's like why would you tell me? But okay, whatever. I'm going to bed anyway. It's late. Like I gotta go. So he goes and he checks into his room and he goes to bed. And, um, or I'm sorry. He, he goes to check into his room before he checks into his room. He looks at the door cause it's across from his and he's just like, Hmm, well now I'm curious. So he tries the doorknob, nothing works. Like it's locked. So he was like, well, let me look through the keyhole um, to see if I see anything because it's an older hotel. And so he looks at the keyhole and he can't see anything. All he sees is like this really bright red color. So he's like, okay, they probably covered up the door with something, whatever. So he's kind of like trying to see if he sees anything past this redness, but there's nothing there. So he goes to bed, like goes into his room, goes to bed, goes to check out early the next morning. And it's a different person at the receptionist desk. And so he's checking out and he was like, hey, I have to ask, like, what's up with the room across your mind? Like, I tried to ask the receptionist last night, and they were really spooked about it. And the receptionist was like, oh, well, something really tragic happened in that room. A couple years ago, a guy came, and he murdered his whole wife and his family in that room. But there was something really weird about this family. They were all white, except for their eyes, which were really, like, blood red. So the story is that when he was looking through the keyhole, and all he could see is red, is that the ghost yeah, eye was just looking back so at me. Yeah. Creepy. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> now I'm going to dream about that. Thank you. Oh. Right? More than they already are. Nightmare fuel. So that, that is my that's my back pocket ghost story to tell around a campfire. Um, so feel free to take that and pretend that you made that up yourself. Yes. It's completely fine. Did you um, make that up yourself? And I hope you guys enjoyed that. No, I did not. <laughs> I read that. I read it in a book somewhere, I think. Or, you know, I think actually I probably went on Google to like look up like scary stories to tell her at a campfire before I went to summer camp. And I think out of all the stories I read, like that was the one because I remember I'd read more than just that one when I got to the keyhole story. That was the one that really stuck out to me that I was like, oh, that's so creepy. It was staring back at him. Like there's like an inch of wood in between their faces. I was like, yeah, that's it's pretty story. creepy that's as hell. So. <laughs> It's really creepy when, like, the more you think about it, uh-huh. it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're staring. 
terrifying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so thank you so much, Tiana and Azazel, for coming on Seeking Witchcraft and talking about your experience with ancestors and deities and ghosts and cleansing and miscellaneous <laughs> psychic stuff and just the paranormal in general, because this is really the time for it. It is spooky Spooky. season after all. Um, you know, if anybody's listening to this and feels inspired to tell us your spooky stories, please do go post some witches seeking witchcraft. We would love to hear your stories. We've been talking for an hour and 45 minutes <laughs> about ours. <laughs> so uh, we would really, really love to hear them, especially because all the admins are yeah. all with us. So. Tell us your story. Uh, <laughs> yes, please tell us your scary stories. And even if they're, you could tell us a fictional one. Like, tell us a creepypasta, creepypasta. or copypasta. Creepypasta. creepypasta. No. <laughs> well, it'd be a copypasta of a creepypasta. Uh, <laughs> anyway, come tell us your scary stories. Um, but in the meantime, thank you again both so much. How can people find you if they want to reach out and ask you about certain things? Like, I'm sure... Azazel's going to get a lot of ritual possession questions. Oh, please, send them my way. How can, you can they find, find you to Instagram, ask you? You can find me on Facebook. Um, you can listen to my podcast, and I will speak through you through the astral realm. Um, you can also join my Patreon if you'd like to do that. And, yeah, at Feast of Torches. It's pretty much Feast of Torches for for everything there. I was about to say, so what is your Instagram handle? <laughs> and what is your Facebook? Torches, and what is your Feast Patreon? Torches, Feast of Torches. <laughs> if you and Google her. Feast of Torches podcast, okay. it all comes up very helpful i have done this yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but if you only look at feast of torches you're you're not you're gonna get other things oh yeah yeah feast of torches podcast definitely has to be searched to find him mm-hmm. um yeah uh i have two podcasts so i have the christian and the witch which is a podcast to do with my boyfriend and you can find that by searching the christian and the witch podcast we have a facebook group where people drop like hilarious religious memes and have arguments about the Bible and shit. And then like ask questions about witchcraft. There's a lot of like interesting people in that group. Um, and then uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter and hopefully Ashley links them cause they're all different. And then I also have an astrology podcast where I talk about different aspects of astrology and astrological basics for all the planets so if you want to understand how to read your natal chart and stuff then check me out at astrology witch podcast you can google it or it's on instagram at astrology witch podcast um and hopefully ashley links the rest because i'm not gonna like bore you with spelling all of them out (laughs) yes i will link all of your social oh yeah and i have a patreon that no one cares about but please join me if you feel inclined that would be wonderful I Ashley and Azazel are my only are my only fans. I feel like uh, that scene in Yes Man where like Zoe Deschanel has that band and she's like, "Hey, Rodrigo, Vanessa, John," because she has like nine fans. That's how I feel. <laughs> it's great. Well, I appreciate all the posts on astrology that you make because they're very detailed, <laughs> and I learn a lot from them. Thank you. Yay! And I'm there to support. <laughs> and we all know Ashley hates astrology. It's so good. Oh. <laughs> If you want to hear all three of us on my podcast talking about astrology and Ashley basically talking about how she hates astrology, definitely check my podcast out. <laughs> it was a great episode. Okay. I don't hate astrology. It's I so good. <laughs> anyway, so you can you can find me on the internets. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Seek Witchcraft. At Twitter, I'm at Seek Witchcraft. On Instagram, I'm at Seeking Witchcraft. On Facebook, I have a Facebook page where I just post mostly memes, honestly. It's called 
Seeking Witchcraft podcast, and I have a Facebook group, which we talked about a bit, that all three of us, uh, we moderate it, called Witches Seeking Witchcraft. Please answer the questions. <laughs> For some reason, people hate Please answering the last one. Like, they'll know. say yes to everything except the last one. I'm like, why? Do they not scroll? Like, I don't know what happens. So if you've been Fair denied, enough. that's why you've been denied, because you forgot to answer the last question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if you go to invite your friends please let them know because yeah, they have to definitely. answer the questions too but yeah i was gonna say i also have a patreon as well um it's seeking witchcraft we have a book club that we do and our, our first uh book club actually starts this weekend um i don't know when this episode's coming out it's gonna come out hopefully in october i'll try but um <laughs> azazel may or may not be my editor <laughs> everyone's editor <laughs> um, <laughs> uh yes um we're gonna be reading thor moody's new book so if you're interested in joining the book club and seeing when new episodes are out and meeting some cool people because we have a discord page just for patreon people go feel free to join it okay well thanks again guys <laughs> this was so fun i had such a fun time recording this episode i i was like i want to do something for spooky season and i don't really know what to talk about like let's talk about our ghost stories because that's always Definitely. a fun thing to thanks do thanks for having Thank us you for, yeah thanks for having us of course. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.